0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, good Thursday morning, and welcome to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. We're here every single day, 10 a.m. to noon. We invite you to join us Monday through Friday. Go to YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. Please subscribe, hit the notification switch so you know what's going on, all our clips come out, that kind of thing. You can follow us on social media. We can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tom Brenneman TV. That's Tom Brenneman TV as in television. Many of you have elected to go the podcast route, and why not? Go to Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. It will be there. Just look up Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Tracy Jones coming up later in the program today. We're going to do a little padding on the back today, if you will. A little, little self-promotion here. Not for me, but uh, but for some others. Because we're going to have Trace Fowler and Reed Mouse come in today. Casey McAllister, Paul Fritschner, Brandon Seho. Good morning, gentlemen. Tom, how are you today? Doing great. You guys all right? Yeah, we're yeah. doing good. So... Tell us about this new show, Casey, this new show that is starting with Trace and Reed. We're going to have them come in the studio today to talk a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, so they're starting a show called The Box Lunch. And the idea is for us to just kind of continue the, the programming here at Chatterbox. More
0: content. More Content's content. Content's king.
1: Content's king. So right after Tom's show. They're going to jump in, or right before Tom's show ends, they're going to jump onto the show. All five, six, seven of us are going to be kind of just conversing about what's going on in the world. Um, Then when your show ends, that's when the box lunch starts. And that's when they're going to start talking about just anything in general. It, It can be whatever is on their mind in terms of scams of the day. That's one of the things that they're really excited about. Um and then they, they get into heated debates, the two of them. They're okay. really they're really funny. <laughs> they're both
0: very argumentative, angry guys.
1: Yes, yes. If you right. know Trace and you know Reed, they like to go at it. Um so it's gonna be a really fun show. Um there's gonna be lots of sports talk, but it's not just that. It's okay. it's everything. Well, Anything I would
0: imagine everything. a big part of their show, seeing the way they dress when they come in every day, has to do with fashion or something. Fashion trends, would that be part of the programming? <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe Reed reads a fashionista.
0: So <laughs> he is. Oh yeah. Have you seen Reed the guy? Is? Yeah. See the flannel he what had on today. Sweats? It's, uh, is sweats fashionista? Maybe in this day, it's well, your generation. Maybe, it, but maybe did you see the shoes that he like was wearing with
2: it?
0: Did you see the shoes he was wearing with it? Though? See, I don't, I don't look at, I mean, I know that's a really popular thing with the young people, the shoes. I mean, my wife ordered some shoes for our senior in high school son. Um, and, you know, orders like three at a time. Send, you know, a couple back after he decides which one. And, and, and what's the word you young people use? Drip? drip. Yeah, oh. the drip. Drip, right? And you got that drip? It's all about the drip. See, you're—, you're That got... is definitely not drip. This old school— YouTube. Oh. That's not drip. No. Look... No. Break down drip Hang for on. us, Tom. I'm going uh, to— Break down drip for
3: us. let Let's start off the morning. This old school Cincinnati— sweatshirt is not drip this
0: is no a classic. no no that's not
1: old school tom look at your wrist that is drip Oh yeah. what you're wearing watch, right there watch
3: is worth
0: i've told for- i've told you the story this is a watch that is I, I am a very a man of very few collectible materialistic sort of um, uh, pieces any of that kind of thing i'm just not into any of it but my wife was working uh, as an, in the accounting department of the Arizona Diamondbacks. We were dating. She wasn't making any money and basically saved up all her money and bought me this watch. So that's where that's we stand ready. here now, 20 something years later. Drip. There, well, you guys say it's drip. This
4: is drip right here.
0: That's tired. <laughs> that's, that's called tired. <laughs> I do like that word though, drip. We're going to get you up to speed, Tom. I mean, I do like that word a lot, I have to admit. I I, I think it's got a hipness about it, and I am a hip guy. I'm just not like, you know, maybe a modern guy, but I'm an old sort of hipster. You guys are familiar with that word? Retro. Yeah. Hipster. Yeah, retro. You don't like the throwback stuff. I love the throwback stuff, but the vintage Cincinnati sweatshirt, okay, would be the gray sweatshirt. With the red lettering across the front, little white trim that just says Cincinnati. It's simple. Or University of Cincinnati.
1: So that's what you need. It's like that
0: Ohio State sweatshirt I had. The gray one with the scarlet lettering. All it says with a white and black trim. Ohio State across the front. Big league retro Uber drip. There it is. Uber drip. Say
5: we got you on stand
0: yesterday. Now we got you on drip. This all started – yeah, Stan is – is. It's uh, all coming up, uh, it. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> um, all right. Bengals are uh, back at it again today on the practice field. The game is Monday night. Monday night football in Cleveland, Halloween. Place is going to be rocking. Desperation time for the Brownies, who stand at 2-5. and five. Bengals tied with the Ravens atop the AFC North at 4-3. and three. It's still a three-and-a-half point line, Paulie.
5: It is. Yeah, it opened at two and a half. It's up to three and a half. The, the money is actually starting to come in a little bit more on the Browns now. The bets are still pretty lopsided in favor of the Bengals, but the money is starting. It was around 90-10 uh, earlier in the week, but now as we've gotten on later in the week, it's it's started slowly to drift a little more money-wise uh, toward the Browns. Still two-thirds for the Bengals but it wasn't it's well, not it's going 90, from 90
0: percent now to 66 percent is that what you're saying
5: uh yeah money-wise yeah yeah well that's a significant yeah. difference yeah yeah it's I'm just saying it's not fifty fifty. it's not it's not yeah. gone to that 50 yeah. 50 yeah. number but yeah. it's it started now as the week has gone on and the line has gone up a bit to drift more in the Browns favor
0: okay um we'll talk more about this yeah we got um, we got plenty we, of. Time. we got plenty of time today we got Tracy coming up later um we mentioned that uh, Trace and Reed will be coming in in a little while. Uh, you know already, Joe Burrow was the offensive player of the week, two weeks in a row in the AFC for Joe Burrow. Will he do it again this week? It's the final day of the month, Halloween. By the way, are you guys dressing up for oh, the game? Are you going oh, somewhere man. to watch a game and getting all dressed up, dolled up, dripped up? What?
1: Well, that's what Is I'm that getting. Is that a term, dripped up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I All uh, right, drip.
1: I will be getting my keys. and. That's so, right. So Your first
0: night. Oh, that's yeah. a big night. That's a big night. I mean, big night on yeah. multiple fronts. We might have to get into that with a tracer today.
1: Yeah. And I, because it's <laughs> Thursday night football.
0: It's I, Monday night football. Oh, I'm sorry, Monday night. I Good see the Thursday Lord. night
1: football in the graphics, and that just... Okay, But Monday night, since it's Monday night football, I'll probably work the show Monday and then okay. go, go yeah, to the move meeting. move in. And, Start getting moved like, in. Getting moved in. Yep. And uh, I'm probably, unfortunately, not going to have cable or anything set up at my house. No, nothing like that at the, at the time of me moving in. So I'm probably going to have to go out somewhere to watch the game.
0: Dressed up. You and your in, wife dressed up for Halloween? In my you're, best. Your wife-to-be, forgive me.
1: In my best Jamar Chase drip that you'll there ever it is. see.
0: Okay, but don't paint your face up. Because all of a sudden <laughs> that stuff shows up on TMZ and all that stuff. Don't do that. You don't want to go down that road. Don't want to go down that road. So you're going to dress up, though?
1: Yeah, I'm going to dress up. I threw you up. for a loop there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You and uh, Chairman Trudeau. He can get away with it. You couldn't. No. Right.
1: But I, I fashioned the Jamar Chase jersey every, every uh, Sunday, Thursday, and uh, I'm excited to for the game. I I'm getting more and more confident. I smell the victory. Of course you do. And the fact that Trace is so heavy on the Browns, just he is. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, he's gonna talk about it later. I'm sure. Uh,
0: we we yeah
5: we won't we'll we'll let him speak for himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. He, I mean, our
0: good friend and sponsor, John Burns from Encore, he, I mean, he just jumps on. He says, the Robert Duvall line was, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. In your house, <laughs> it's the smell of Bengal victory. Every Bengal time.
5: victory, yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. There you Are go. you dressing up, Paul?
5: You know, Tom, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, I'm not a Halloween guy. Uh, it's probably my least favorite hol- or least favorite holiday of the year. But because we're not doing a high school game day show tomorrow night, we're not broadcasting a game. I didn't think that I was going to be roped into this, but now I am. Uh, I have to do a Halloween costume contest with my girlfriend. Really? Uh, yeah. So we're going to wow. This, we're going to this. The, yeah, I don't know anybody that's at this party. I know one I well, oh, I know thank one God. I know one person that invited us and that's it. Um, I don't know how it, it's 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 weird because I, I don't know if I want to go over the top and try and win the thing because I don't know anybody and I don't have anything to lose or if you want to play it low key and you just sort of show up and and you just do your own thing and y- you blend in and you don't try to stand out as the weirdo who showed up and came in and didn't know anybody and right. won that. Th- so, I, I'm trying to play this weird middle ground tomorrow night, but we haven't really talked about what we're going to do, and now we have 36 hours to figure it out.
1: Well, so you I'm better sure get it, figure it figured it out. out. I mean, No, but, but
5: I'm glad you brought it up because I'm willing to take suggestions.
1: Oh, you need suggestions, huh?
5: Yeah, she suggests... I'm trying to go back and find what she suggested. <laughs> yeah, we, if we, it's... It's it's in Yeah, if the chat has any
0: suggestions... Well, the chat then. just came up with one of the great Sir Boy Wonder, he's a regular... He suggested that I should dress up as Kyle Schwarber. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. That's a good sense of humor. That is a great sense of humor. Can we get a jersey? It would. It would.
5: Tom, if you did that, do you realize how how viral that would go? Well, I mean, how
0: how do you dress up seriously as Kyle Schwarber? I mean, besides a jersey. I mean, the guys, I'm like a pencil neck geek kind of guy. 15 15 and a half inch neck that guy's got a neck like probably 20 right his head's as big as his desk and i don't say that in a mean way he's just a big he used to play linebacker in middletown
5: oh, really
0: but <laughs> he played in Frior, right? well i uh, know uh, uh he played braxton miller but but no So how would you dress up i put a Phillies hat put a schwarber jersey on but how do you dress up as kyle Schmerz? well
1: you're gonna have to grow the beard back out
0: that's not happening. quickly
1: uh, very quickly
5: no
0: It would come back in pretty good between now and Monday. All
5: right. We got a Middletown football helmet up there. We'll get you a Middletown football jersey. We'll throw a pillow under the jersey. Going to give you some extra cushion. And you'll be good. You'll be an all-state linebacker for the
0: Middletown Middies. I don't want to uh, jinx Kyle Schwarber getting ready for the, it's the uh, first night of the playoffs yeah or the world series the world series me. Tomorrow, here we go right. there he is Kyle Schwarber his helmet from back in his days chasing Braxton Miller around whiffing on it uh purchasing GSS says I'm starting to sound like his teenagers now with drip and stand. by the way Reed tells us that it's Stan, right? Like S-T-A-N, the name Stan? Yeah, like Stan, yeah. Yeah. He tells us that uh, that is a phrase which comes from the Eminem song. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. For those who don't know, you learn something new every single day. CJ suggests I could dress up as a giant canceled sign. <laughs> we got some. We got some, We got some dudes with good personality, good sense of humor. All right, uh, tonight we have football, and, and this is a game a lot of Bengals fans are certainly going to watch. I think a lot of people in general are going to watch this game. This good game with a lot of intrigue. The Bengals are tied for first top the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens, and the Baltimore Ravens tonight go down to Tampa Bay. To take on the struggling Buccaneers. Baltimore is a two-point underdog in this one. Uh, Four and three, as I mentioned. Tampa Bay reeling at three and four, and I mean reeling. Tom Brady and the Bucs did not score a touchdown in that shocking loss last week to the Carolina Panthers. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, We talked a little bit yesterday about the bengals and should they go after robert quinn great pass rusher been around a league a long time too late for that now even if they were thinking about it the only unbeaten team in the nfl went and got him the philadelphia eagles three-time pro bowler is quinn he piled up a chicago bears franchise record 18 and a half sacks a year ago. He's leveled off this year, but we mentioned the other night in the game against uh, New England, he looked like the Robert Quinn of old. But we did bring up yesterday that for next year, the final year of his contract, that's an $18 million salary cap hit. Could the Bengals have afforded it? I don't know. I don't know. Matt Ryan, whether you like Matt Ryan or don't like Matt Ryan, the one thing you can never say about Matt Ryan is he is not the ultimate pros pro. Apparently, he came out and talked to the press. He shows up Monday after he got hurt, had the bad game, couple of inju- a couple of interceptions in the loss at Tennessee, injured his shoulder, uh, and he came into work to start his therapy to get ready for the Washington Commanders as a starting quarterback. We told you yesterday it was announced they're going with Sam Ellington. So they asked Ryan, were you surprised? Were you shocked? He said, yeah, I was surprised. I was shocked. He said, but this is a decision the organization has made and I've got to do everything I can to help Sam. I got to do everything I can to be prepared to play in case they need me. That's my job as a teammate. How refreshing in this day and age is something like that? Most guys, woe is me. Get me out of here. And he might be saying all that stuff behind the scenes, but knowing Matt Ryan and I've been around him a lot, highly unlikely, but that's a pro's pro.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's Matty ice. He's cool. He's cool with everything, you know, Uh true pro. Um, I was kind of surprised too, though, that the, uh, the Colts benched him. Um, I thought he had been at least, I mean, he's not mobile enough in their system. I think that's what the issue is. And, Ellinger provides that younger feel, and you got to see what you have at your backup quarterback because they're probably going to be looking
0: for a quarterback next year. Yep, unless this guy's good.
1: Yeah, unless he's good, which
0: I don't know. I, I haven't heard much about I'll him. tell you the one thing about the guy is, and, and he played at Texas on some not very good teams. He had a great career there, and, man, is he a gamer. I mean – I watched a lot of his games. He got the snot beat out of him, and he just kept coming at you. I don't know what it'll be like in the NFL, but he kept coming at you. We have got some very disturbed people who watch this show.
5: I oh, don't know. What now?
0: I was giving him a lot of credit there for a little while. Here's one of my favorites, though, I have to tell you. And again, it's our, our buddy, Sir Boy Wonder. Talking about Halloween. Said, Paul, you should dress up as Mike Florio. <laughs> Uh,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. We can debate.
5: And... I mean, I don't hate it. It's <laughs> pretty what, good.
1: What What's your girlfriend going to dress up as? The yeah, girl? that's what we got to figure out. It's got to be a couple idea. It's a couples costume idea. That's what we need. A
5: People. couples costume yeah. idea. She could be the play-by-play broadcaster. She could be the sideline reporter. I could toss it down to her over on the other side of the room.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that would idea. not go – nope. would,
5: that would probably – that that's got to be the nerdiest thing I've ever said in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's – well, no, I'm sure you've had far nerdier. Uh, I have no doubt. Hanging around Xavier four years or – Oh, here, years, we go, so, here we without go. Without a Here doubt. we go. Here we go. Uh, we talked about baseball news. The World Series starts tomorrow, and it will begin in Houston with Game 1. Aaron Nola already been named as the starter in Game 1. Philadelphia. We wonder, would it be Noller, Would it be Wheeler? They've had all this entire week off because one series went four, the other went five. Uh, still no official word yet on who Dusty Baker is going to start in game one. You would assume Justin Verlander. I think it's probably a safe bet. And then yesterday, Yankee owner Hank Steinbrenner lose. said that he supports manager Aaron Boone coming back. Now, Boone still has a contract. They gave him a three-year deal before last year. But everybody thought after they get swept in the American League Championship Series, the changes could be coming for the Yanks, whether it be Boone, the manager, or Brian Cashman, the general manager. Cashman's on the final year of his deal. Apparently, both of them have the full support of ownership. You know, I always loved, and and I have a lot of respect for uh, John Heyman, a longtime baseball columnist in New York. Uh, I love reading his stuff. He's on his game. He's smart. He's informed. Uh, he's a good writer. Uh, all those kinds of things, and I like the guy personally. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I, I, I always very pleasant guy. But you know, one thing, and and it's easy for all of us to do this. And and he wrote a column a couple of days ago that the Yankees should just go out and spend three or four hundred million dollars on payroll. I mean, you know. You're up in the mid twos, high twos for the highest teams right now. Dodgers, uh, Yankees are spending a lot of money. Um, Padres spent a lot of money. Philly, a lot of money. Houston, a lot of money. All the teams that are getting deep into the playoffs except for Cleveland. And um, then he came back, and I really admire this because this is something that, uh, that, that the easiest thing in the world, and I had a fan in Chicago when I was doing the Cubs games, And in the winter time i had to do a talk show on wgn so every third week i would do the bears pre and post game show this before fox came along and i was doing the nfl but i'd have to do like a three-hour show down at soldier field take calls after for three or four hours and then every third or fourth saturday i'd have to do like a five-hour talk show during the middle of college basketball season. And I mean, you talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to find guests for five hours on a Saturday in January in Chicago. Um, But a fan once said to me, you know, said, uh, let me ask you a question. I said, yeah, what's that? He said, do other people tell you how to spend your money? I said, well, well, of course not. Well, now my wife does, of course, but back then I was single. I'm like, no. He said, then what makes you think that you – can tell other people how to spend their money and basically that's what john hayman came out after initially saying the yankees ought to go spend three or four hundred million dollars on payroll he came back the next day he didn't totally walk it back but he basically said the same thing and i'm curious fellas right we scream and yell at the owners of whatever team you root for here in cincinnati screaming at the castellinis right yeah. screaming at mike brown screaming at the lenders in FC Cincinnati about, you know, go spend money on this, go spend, I mean, and every fan base does it from coast to coast all over the globe. How do you feel about telling other people how to spend their money?
1: Man, I mean, I...
0: It's a good question, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it like that, but it's, to me, it's not the same as your individual spending
0: no there's no doubt about that it's a public trust kind of thing
1: yeah it's like a it's a company like it's a something that someone has a stake in an interest in maybe not financially but they they've been well maybe it is financially you know you've spent money to go to the games i think that makes it so then you have some sort of stake into a team um whether that's small or large you know and you're out there rooting and supporting that team i think you have a right to have an opinion on what to spend money on um but at the same time when you put in your faith and trust into a team it's not just the team that you have to root for it's The organization it's the people behind the scenes it's it's the cook it's the the janitor it's the whole organization as a whole so I kind of understand where he's coming from but at the same time I think maybe fans also lose perspective on that it's an organization it's a, a company that you have staked interest in so you're allowed to have that opinion but you also have to realize that you're Your opinion is affecting or your your stake in the company affects all the other little intricacies like the smaller people inside the building so true
5: paul yeah i think there's definitely nuance to it tom because like casey said when you're talking about sports as opposed to pretty much any other business and it's
0: a public trust in a town
5: yeah and and, and when you're talking about sports as opposed to really any other business venture or any other thing that you do in life in sports it's such a public forum it's such a a opportunity for people to have opinions on that doesn't it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life sports don't matter in life Right there. It's not life or death. It's going out there and winning games at the end of the day. And so you spend all this money on season tickets. You spend all this money on beer. You spend all this money on food. You get popcorn. You get everything else at the park. And then in return. Off of your investment into the team time and again over the years, you go to the park, you spend all this time. And then I think time investment, too. Is I don't think there's – you know, everybody always says, you know, time is money. I think there's definitely something to be said for not just the financial investment that you make in a team, but the time that you spend to go down to the park, to to, to spend a, a night with your family down at Great American Ballpark or whatever baseball stadium it is as, as this one relates to baseball. So, yeah, I, I do see the one side of it that says you shouldn't be telling people – to spend their money but at the same time in sports it's just it's just an opportunity for people to vent their feelings to people that clearly have a lot of money and spend their money in certain ways but don't spend their money in other ways when you knew what you were getting into when you bought this team and that's why when you look at owners like Mark Cuban in Dallas that care so much about the team and they you know Mark talks all the time about how He loves storming the court with the team after a game, after after, because he knows he's the owner and right, and he can go out there and he can celebrate with the team. Sure, guys that guys that own or or anybody, I say guys, anybody that owns a team and cares about the team gets a lot more public trust and a lot more wiggle room than people that just buy a team as a business. Look at Stan Kroenke. Right? Well, I understand, and- but,
0: I, I, but, but you say that, but then you talk about wiggle room. And, and the point is made by Andrew here that, that is a more than valid point about nobody would be yelling at Castellini to spend money if they were winning. They just want a better product. Yeah. I mean, we have why you talked about wiggle room. Who has been killed more in this town for the last 25 years more than Mike Brown? And now all of a sudden, nobody says anything at all negative about Mike Brown. Why? They're winning. They're winning.
5: Winning cures all. He did spend
0: some money. Now, the last two years, he went out. You know, he upgraded uh, the defense a year ago. He went out and spent a lot of money on the offensive line this year. So, the last two years, he has spent money. The team has won games. Yeah. Okay? Also, he, but, but 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 he didn't have any wiggle room in his town for 25 years. Yeah. Right. None.
1: And uh, there's something to be said, too. There's a difference between the baseball side of things and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Because it's revenue sharing. Like, there's no reason to not go out and spend the money. Now, there's the loopholes with, like, the Rams having more escrow to be able to play these or pay these players with just a bunch of signing bonus money. But in – in perspective, the all the teams have a certain amount of money they're allowed to spend a certain year, and baseball is different. It, like you gotta, you you don't have that cap. So if you don't have the money coming in, then it's harder to spend. So I don't know. I I still feel the same way that I did when I was initially talking about it. I was doing it in the mindset of a Bengals fan, um, just because that's that's what I am. A right. huge Bengals fan. I do think it. There is something to be said, though, about the baseball perspective, though, because there is no cap. There is no, like, standard for which you're allowed to spend this much money a year.
0: But but here's the thing that bothers me, okay, about about, – I mean, look, we've talked about the whole baseball thing and about not having a salary cap. It's destroying the game, in my opinion. The players' union is, without a doubt, the strongest union there is in the world. That's not an exaggeration. The baseball players union is stronger than the AFL-CIO, stronger than the the service industry union, Um, the strongest union there is certainly in the United States. Okay, let's maybe simplify it a little bit, cut it down here. But they're they're not, they're short-sighted. They're short-sighted by not at least opening their minds to the idea of a salary cap. Maybe you have a minimum, all of a sudden that you have to spend to coincide with the maximum that you spend maybe, but um, you know, it, it, the, the deal is on this thing when, when, when you sit there and you know, see, that's what happens when you turn 59 years old. I mean, the, the things you were thinking about, they go right out the window. So the, the brilliant point I was about to make is somewhere drifting off inside of this Middletown MIDI helmet. Or you Kyle think Kyle I- Schwarber, much like him chasing around Braxton Miller. It just drifted off. No, I got it. When people make this statement, well, owner X, okay, bought the team for $200 million. The value of the franchise now is worth $1 billion. That might be an absolute 100% fact that if that owner decided to sell the team, which that owner bought for $200 million and is now worth a billion, yes, that would be quite a profit to stick in your wallet. No doubt about it. But when it comes to revenue stream, when it, when it comes to what are you spending, what are you taking in on any given year, okay? I don't think there is a ton of money being made at all by many of these smaller market or mid market size franchises. I don't. I, I really, I really don't think that these guys are are making a ton of money year in and year out. Uh, Some would disagree with that. And, and and we'll never know because the baseball owners do not open their books. So we'll never know. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if the Reds are getting 15 to $20 million a year from local TV revenue, okay? They're sharing in the national TV money. Let's just say it's, I mean, this is probably uh, high. Let's say it's 40 or 50 million, okay? So let's say it's 40 or 50, let's call it 50, all right? If it's 50 plus the 20 they get from local, okay, you're at 70 million, okay? Yeah. All right, you're selling tickets. They're not selling many tickets. You know, you're splitting money with the vendor you're using there when you're selling hot dogs beer peanuts cokes whole nine yards okay so you get what I'm saying here now okay if we started just saying that and then you have merchandise I get all that stuff and there's there's different revenue streams radios nothing anymore as far as a team making money off of it. I mean the Reds are one of the few teams that sell all their stuff in-house but what I'm saying is I don't think at the end of the day if the Reds have a hundred and fifty million dollar payroll, which they've not had in a number of years, I'm not so sure at the end of the day they're making that much money when all is said and done to offset their costs.
1: Well, we got a, a few comments in, in the comment section that people are making some good points here. Um, well,
0: the, the, the revenue stream that's coming in now with um, with um, the betting sponsor is going to be a huge moneymaker. Yeah, yeah, that, that's another one.
1: Yeah, and they've not made great decisions either, like when you look at the Votto contract yep. and how they pretty much wasted his best years. And now you look at him now and we might not see the same Votto again. So that's tough. That's tough. That's a big contract that hurt them. And it took someone like Elizabeth Blackburn to really like get a hold of the operational side, make the changes for the Bengals to get in the right direction. Before she really got into that building and started to have an effect in what's going on with the Bengals, we didn't see much improvement with the Bengals year after year. They were struggling. And now that she's involved much more, you see the product that's on the field now. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contending team. So unless There's some, as purchasing GSS says, some way that the team can either relinquish some of their power to someone else, or if they can um, be more involved, we don't know which one it is. Unfortunately, I don't think Uh, maybe you would know Is Castellini involved with all those decisions, like that depends on who you,
0: it depends on who you talk to. I mean, there was a clear split in the organization between the business side and the baseball side. Uh, And Bob Castellini oversaw, you know, everything. Phil Castellini did a phenomenal job running the business side of the organization. We know what happened on opening day this year. That notwithstanding, has always done an excellent job running the business side of the franchise, okay? Baseball side, You know you've had a lot of moving parts through the years there you know do you believe that you know the reds wanted to trade away a bunch of those guys when they could have gotten great players in return that whole group of of aroldis chapman and jay bruce and todd frazier and you know that whole laundry list of guys that you know if you believe the stories that bob wanted to hang on to them the billy hamiltons of the world all those kinds of so there was this huge split where it's going moving forward I could have seen the Reds were it not for what happened on opening day. And it's not to say it can't still happen. Um, You know, we're a forgiving society and people can make mistakes and do stupid things. And Lord knows, I mean, I look the guy in the mirror every day that's done those things. Um, I envisioned when I was still working there that one day the two sides, baseball and business, would come together under the umbrella of Phil Castellini because he was doing such an incredible job running the business side of things. And that now, when the time came where his dad wasn't maybe as involved anymore, he would would oversee everything. I don't know any longer if that's going to be uh, the direction of that franchise moving forward. But a lot of people, to answer your question, Casey, in a long-winded way, there are a lot of people feel like that the baseball people were trying to do their jobs maybe they were overruled by bob at some level on certain deals you know I, i'm never inside those rooms and was never privy to those conversations so i can't say for sure but people who were that i've talked to feel like that's probably a safe bet
5: and it seems like nick crawl has a pretty generally good idea of what he wants to do in yes. the direction of this team and the moves he wants to try and make and the question is does he have the leash? Does he have the ability to go out there and do what he feels like he needs to do to make this team competitive again in a timely fashion? Because that's the thing. At some point with the Reds, you're going to have to start to pick up the pace with this rebuild. You're going to have to – look, I, I worked in the Orioles organization last year in 2021. I was uh, the A broadcaster for the Orioles. Yep. And one of the things that they talked about and, and that their general manager, Mike Elias, who was with the Astros for a while and now is with the Orioles and has built the Orioles into this budding machine that they we'll are becoming. See. I, we'll
0: see. We'll see. But go ahead. I, I, we'll I see. I mean, the, you know, a, a team that... We'll see a, about that.
5: A team that went almost 20 wins over yes. their predicted win total for the year. year ended up being, I think, th- finished three games out of a wild card yep. spot this year and... And, uh, you know, had greatly overachieved a lot of young talent. My point being is that we heard a lot throughout the organization about how he wanted to let the guys in the minor leagues develop, wanted to let everybody progress, get to the point where they needed to be to feel like we don't want to spend money now, we want to spend money once those guys are in the major leagues to complement those young players, this pitching staff, these rotational pieces, these guys like Adley Rutschman now who uh, is a, a star. Let them get to the major leagues and then put your foot on the gas, go out and make those, That's right. those major league moves. Yep. If you're the Reds on the flip side doing that, and you're looking at like Ellie De La Cruz and these guys in the minor leagues that are coming up, yes, you have this minor league system that is – very much on the rise you're getting all these prospects you're 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 developing your minor league system but at some point you have to take a step faster in this rebuild because like it or not look at the decline in, in fan attendance no and doubt. everything else in your revenue streams and and just a general lack of interest for a town that it so desperately wants their baseball team to be good and relevant no doubt and this town there is nothing like the city of Cincinnati when baseball is good and 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 I had friends in college that were from all over the place that didn't appreciate Cincinnati that never got an opportunity to see this city you know I I was in college from 2015 to 2019 never got an opportunity to see this all we knew was we could go down to the Reds for five dollars and sit that's right 10 rows behind the dugout because That's we right. could move down move there. Way down. We yeah. could just move By our way down six and move your way. Down. Exactly. Yeah. We, you know, we just go in, go to the box office, ask for the cheapest ticket and sit 10 rows behind the dugout. And the city of Cincinnati just so desperately and, and like it or not, you, you look at our comments section, you look at Twitter, you look at all these different places where people, they might want to deny it in their heads, but everybody is so passionate about wanting the reds to be good that it's tough to see that you can't go out there and make these kinds of moves that you need to make. That they're probably not going to be remotely relevant again for at least another two years, and that's yeah. that's tough. Yeah, yeah, at,
1: at best. the The comment section is teaching me about the mistakes that the Reds
0: have made over well, the years. Well, you know, too. look, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, look, people like, are pe- people are talking about some of the deals they've made. Okay, and and you know, you can't have it both ways. Okay, you can't have it both ways. You can't scream for ownership to go out and spend money on players. And then when those players don't point out, and the the, 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 the stream here has centered recently about Mike Moustakas. Okay? Yeah. Moustakas was coming off a couple of incredible years uh, with Milwaukee. And the Reds bring him in, great leader had been on a World Series champion in Kansas City. Uh, They give him a fortune, and it has been a disaster. He's been hurt. He's been unproductive. Uh, They've got him on the books for another year. Uh, So they're stuck with him. You can't trade him unless you're going to eat the salad. So, look, you know, we talked about glowingly yesterday or two days ago about Duke COVID. Okay, the Bengals decide to spend the money, as we talked a little while ago, and you look who they brought in. And this is where you have to evaluate who you're bringing in. What's, what, what's the character of the guy? What, what, what's the leadership about the guy? Is he a grinder? Is he going to lay it on the line every single week, practice and in the games? Well, they bring in guys like Von Bell, Mike Hilton, Trey Hendrickson. All of those guys, Owusie, they fit the bill of what I just said and they play to the contracts there are times you will spend money on players and everybody's screaming and yelling spending the money including me spend the money but the guys don't pan out who's to blame owner to blame for a bad contract general manager to blame scouts to blame for bringing in the wrong guy over evaluating a guy I mean, this is it, 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 this is like a, a, a gerbil going around and around and around and around in the history of sports. And the best people who win the most games are the ones who are smart in their spending. They do spend money, at least in baseball. You have to do it to win. And all the analytics freaks out there can sit there and start throwing crap at their TV screens in their basement because it, 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 nobody's in a playoffs this year except for the Indians that's not... Well, and the Cardinals were 14th in payroll. They were 14th out of 30, okay? And then the Guardians were way down a lot. But everybody else that's in it, they're spending huge cash. And And you look at a team like the Phillies, they're the perfect example. How did they spend their money? Who did they spend it on? Did Castellanos have a great year this year? He did not. One of the worst years he's ever had in the big leagues, but they're in the World Series and he's helped them get there. They paid Bryce Harper, King's ransom to come there to leave Washington. Hits a home run in the eighth inning. Sends him to the World Series. Let's take a break. We got lots to talk about today. We got Trace and Reed coming in in a minute. Uh, We appreciate everybody who's uh, online here. Who is this? Oh, yeah. I mean, people are just going on and on. You know, they're talking about all these deals that the Reds have made whether it was for Puig and Kemp, um, the Cody Reed deal for Johnny Cueto, and the Frenchman, the struggling French artist, Lamb. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, we're back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Off the Bench presented by United Dairy Farmers. Coming up here in a minute, you know, we, we love getting uh, really the voice of the fan on this show, and we prove that to you, try to prove that to you each and every week. We have Zim Hude on a couple of times a week. Um, we got to get his his buddy Ace Boogie on here sometime.
5: Are you on his yeah, show, I'm sir? on
0: their show tonight. Ace Boogie and Zim Hude show tonight, so check that out. Um, but, you know, look, whether it was um the guys from kansas city are Vach lombardi from dallas um the 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 ravens guy that we had he was awesome a uh, big low country from atlanta we had him before the falcons game good dude i like that guy um so we try to just get the voice of the fan because they look we, you got to have some X's and O's, and there's nothing wrong with X's and O's, and, and it's fine. But after a while, that stuff just beats you over the head, and, and like I, I talk about all the time, my eyes start spinning around in, inside of my head when it's too, too much X's and O's. So it's nice to just get out and, and find out what the fans are thinking about uh, in these uh, towns around the NFL, and every fan base has them. Uh, obviously the bigger the city more of them are out there and so Casey, you have run down for us who's coming up here in a minute
1: So we have a guy um, from the Browns podcast the dogs podcast uh, his name's Blake Reniker. and um, they do a podcast uh, with four guys um, all big Browns guys, uh, big fans um, they're I, I from what I could see, just doing some research, um, they they are uh, pretty pretty big big Browns fans. Okay, um, they are all about the dog pound. So I think uh, he's coming on here in just a second. Okay, uh, he just needed a second to get his equipment set back up. Got to get dripped. Got to get dripped up. For <laughs> us. We'll find
0: out if he's dripped up. We'll find out here in a minute. Um, Because we know that, that I'm not dripped up. Uh, Paul thinks he's dripped up. Oh, um,
5: <laughs> Brandon does. Brandon does.
0: Well, yeah, Brandon definitely does. Brandon he, does. <laughs> he, he thinks a lot of things, which uh, most <laughs> of them are just flat out wrong. Um, nonetheless, that tired sweatshirt he had on earlier that he thought was dripped. All right. Here he is. Yeah, we, we, we killed him while he was right. out of the room. Now he comes back in the studio. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now, you tell me, Bengals fans at home, when I think of the Cleveland Browns, and I love Cleveland, Ohio, I have to say it. I love the suburbs. I love going to the town. I love the people. I've been there hundreds of times in my life. I have really good friends that live up there. Uh, I think it's an incredible sports town. Does this guy not look like a Brownies guy right here? Blake, you are a Browns guy. You're all dripped up, and all your, your. That's a new word around here. It might not be new to you, it's brand new to an old guy like me. But you're all dripped up and ready to go for Monday night, right? Oh,
6: I can't wait, man. Uh,.
0: Even though the Browns season hasn't
6: gone the way I wanted it to go, it, it's, it's the same thing for Browns uh, every week. Sunday, you hate them. By Tuesday, you're kind of talking yourself into, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe, you know, if four other teams lose, you know, we're still in the playoff hunt. And then by Sunday, it's, hey, I'll meet you in the Muni lot. So I can't wait for Monday night. It's going to be great. Uh, it's always a good time up at First Energy, too, on prime time. I was at the Thursday night game a few weeks ago, and it was a crazy atmosphere.
0: Yeah, it's great atmosphere, great stadium right there on the lake. Um, I continue to say, Blake, you tell me if I'm wrong here. I think the Bengals are facing a desperate team. I made the comment before the game last week that if the Browns lose to the Ravens, which they did, but I made the comment if the Browns lost to the Ravens and the Bengals, they're done. In my opinion, cool. they're done. Um, now, there's a lot of football left, so you can debate that. But, but do you sense that this is a desperation game for the Browns? Uh, I know it at
6: least is for us fans. It feels like a desperation game. Um, I'm hoping the players are buying into that mentality just because, like you said, and I completely agree, if we lose this game – I mean, you can make the argument the season's done already, even though there's a ton of football to play. If we were to lose this game, it not only puts us behind in the division, now you're looking at we got the Bills coming up, we got the Bucks coming up, even though I know they've been struggling. We got Miami coming up with all their receivers. There's not a lot of uh, wins coming up for the Browns, I think, uh, at least until Deshaun gets back. So I hope they're coming out desperate. And I think the one thing Browns fans are kind of hanging their hat on is. For some reason, we've had the Bengals' number the last couple of years, yep, even yep. though you can make the argument that they, they've been more talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but for some reason, we've just kind of had their number. So I think that's what, at least Browns fans, that's what we're putting our hope in because so far this year, not a lot says that we're going to stop your offense. Or, well,
0: I, well, I mean, honestly, I'm
6: more worried about your defense.
0: Well, and look, we'll get into both those things in a second. But, but, but I want to ask you, where are you um, you know, after the game against the Ravens, I, I, I'm reading all the, you know, Cleveland.com and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm looking at, you know, the writers from The Athletic covering the team and, and Mary Kay up there is totally on her game. Um, where are you on the whole Stefanski thing? Because, you know, down here, Bengals and Browns obviously haven't played yet. And you read all the time uh, where, you know, Chubb's only carrying the ball 14 times. 17 times whatever it might be and jacoby brissett is throwing the ball 27 times 34 times 35 times where are you and what's the vibe of the fan base on the whole play calling thing and kevin stefanski is the coach
6: so, I, th- I think it's actually pretty split. Um, you have some people who just want to give Chubb the ball 40 times a game, and then you have other people who are, I think are a little bit more realistic. I'm kind of one of these people. Chubb, I think, is second in the league in touches, um, first in yards, I believe. He's on pay. If you were to get 20 carries a game, that's 340 carries for the season. Only two running backs have hit that, I think, in like the last eight to 10 years, There's Derek yep. Henry and Le'Veon Bell. Um, you're probably not gonna get 340 carries a season. If you if you were to get 25, that's over 400 touches for the year. I mean, we have a, a backup running back in Cream Hunt who's supposed to be a top 10 back. We have him for a reason. I don't like the idea of just running Nick Chubb into the ground, especially his entire career. He's never been a bell cow back. Even going back to Georgia, he split carries with Sony Michelle. So he's never been a guy who's gotten 25, 30 carries a game, I don't think you can just all of a sudden ask him to do that. And I just think Browns fans are focusing on the wrong side of the ball. The offense hasn't been the issue for the Cleveland Browns this year. It's been the defense and the special teams. Um, now where I come in on Stefanski, and I think a lot of Browns fans are, is he seems to be too much of just an offensive coordinator right now. You know, The offense seems to play well, even with having Jacoby be quarterback at career journeyman. But he's got he's to take the reins on the special teams and the defense, because I think the defense is 31st. Last I looked, special teams was bottom half of the league. They've cost us multiple games this year. I mean, that Jets game, it hasn't happened in 2,000 games. Yeah. And the Browns were the last team to lose a game like that. So yeah. I, I want, I've i been a big, fancy supporter his entire time in Cleveland. But I think his seat, I won't say his seat's hot. And he's definitely, I think it would take something crazy for him to not be back next year. Um, but I think a seat's getting warmer, it's, and if it tailspins out of control and you start hearing about ugly locker room problems, then I think it starts getting a little bit more dicey.
0: Um, I don't know if any Cleveland Browns fan will ever admit what I'm about to ask you, but I'm going to ask you anyway, uh, because we have Zim Hude. You know who Zim is? No, I do not. Okay, you got to check out Zim Huday. He's a lot like you and, and some of the others that, that follow their team, and he, he's the man here in, 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 that follows the Bengals. Great dude, regular on the program. He swears up one side and down the other that every team that plays the Bengals should be scared to death of their offense. As a Browns fan, are you scared of the Bengals' offense? Tell the truth. <laughs> A hundred percent. I think <laughs> I
6: think anybody who tells you that they're not scared is they're just kind of being a fan uh, because what's not to be afraid of, I think Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, we actually, you know, a lot of people up here like Joe Burrow with his Ohio State connections. Yep. Um, Jamar Chase is amazing, won me a fantasy league last year, so I did appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I mean, their third wide receiver would be uh, at least a two on most teams in the league. Uh, and Joe Mixon's a good running back. So, and they improved the offensive line. And I think the Bengals—they started a little slow, and people were like, oh, "Are they having a Super Bowl hangover?" Well, the last month they've been clicking, especially the last couple of weeks. So, I think I'd be—we'd be stupid not to be afraid of their offense.
0: Why do you say? I mean, around here we we pay attention to it—the the fact that you know the Bengals have, have done something that hasn't been done in decades, and that's a, their defense has not allowed a second half touchdown the entire year. Seven games they've played, they've not given up one second-half touchdown. And, obviously, you've taken notice of that up in Cleveland. Yeah, I think it's
6: gone under the radar. And I was watching before you guys had me on about some of the guys you added, like culture-fit guys that the Bengals have done, guys like Von Bell and stuff like that. Trey Hendrickson, I think, is extremely underrated at rushing the passer. He was a huge acquisition for you guys last year. And I'm – all the things I'm scared of in this game, it's Trey Hendrickson against Jed Wills. If if they line him up on Jed Wills consistently, I think it could be a long night for Jacoby Brissett. So they just they get after the passer well, they they tackle. Um, I think of are a lot of people get enamored with the offensive side of the ball, and rightfully so, but the defense, like you said, no second half touchdowns. I mean, they're they're playing complimentary football like not many teams in the NFL are right now. Um, so I mean, they're they're just playing well.
0: So do the Browns pull off the shocker Monday night? What do you think?
6: So the the realist in me says no, but the Browns fan in me says, of course they're going to. Monday night, at home, under the lights, desperate, got to get a win. Halloween, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. They know, I mean, you win this game and you're still an uphill battle, but things are still alive. You lose this game and, you know, you start – thinking about next season already, probably. So I want to say the Browns win a tight one. The defense comes out, plays well. I think a lot hinges on if Denzel Ward plays. He yep. seems he, he matches up decent with Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase even said in the offseason, he was one of his tougher matchups. So if Denzel Ward plays, I think we can hopefully slow down the offense just a little bit and maybe win a, a tight one in the low 20s, something like that. OK,
0: all right. Hey, my friend, thank you so much for joining us uh, last minute. We appreciate you checking your email. So uh, thanks so much for the time. And have fun at the game on Monday night out in that Muni lot. That's big league lot to hang out and do some tailgating in. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Great to have you with us. So uh, there you have it. Uh, You know, we've been saying on the show, this is a desperate Cleveland team. Paul, you say they stink. I say they don't. I think the Browns. They they have a lot of good parts to this team, they just can't finish so far. Would you say Casey eleven points?
1: Yeah, it was eleven points. Um, if you take out the Patriots game,
0: they have four of their five losses by a combined eleven total points. Yeah, but and you say they stink. They Paul. stink.
1: They stink. They I'm st- starting to be with them. They, they stink. stink
0: you got to be kidding me. Oh, come over. Come,
5: come over. Come to the spot. Join, join me, Casey. I'm he not could, doing it. Join me, case. I'm they not doing
0: it. I'm not stink. do it. He,
1: he couldn't look at you and say that they had anything better. They stink. They, 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 he couldn't say, like, that their offense was going to beat our defense. He couldn't say that. Their defense could beat our offense. He, he was worried about both sides of the football. I tell you
0: what, he's an honest guy. I like that guy. Hey, yeah, he was good. Yeah, and a lot of our uh, job, a DZ. lot of our regulars, AJ and Don and all those guys, uh, Andrew, they all like this guy. Uh, we may have to get him back on later in the year, yeah, maybe what? after the game. I could see that dude, though. Can't you see that dude? You guys don't know the Muni lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Muni lot is where you go. Tailgate right there, uh, right on the lake. Uh, I mean, in the winter, it's, it's – indescribable how cold it can be there but um, well, what's the weather supposed to be like up there on monday night by the way bad i have not looked is it
5: yeah it's rainy and uh miserable it's it's not supposed to be overly cold though i think it's maybe upper 40s low 50s
0: well no, let's take a quick rainy and chilly Cleve berg as i used to call it ooh uh, wait a minute now. Did they change the it? The high on Monday. Now, there's a 60% chance of rain. I don't know if that's during the day or during the night or both. Okay. But as of right now, 64 the high, 55 the low. Okay, it's gone up I mean, a little bit. I mean, that's a pretty good night. It's gone night. up a little bit. Okay, but That's a pretty good night. And it says it's supposed to be sunny and beautiful on Tuesday. I only point that out because a lot of times that might mean for Monday, rain's expected early in the day, uh, and then the skies clear out later. That's a straight guess, and I uh, well, and, and I don't even play a meteorologist on television.
5: I pay for, I pay for the 196-hour extended forecast for a reason, so let's, let's pull this on up here, Tom. Let's take a look-see and see what weather.com says. Right, for, while you're
0: looking it up, Andrew points out Brown's offensive line is top five in the NFL. He points out Clowney and Garrett can always cause major problems, and we have seen what players like. Clowney and Garrett, the problems they can present to your Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Leo Collins has been balling out. He's playing I mean, good. He, he shut down Cam Jordan. And I have faith that Jonah Williams is turning the corner here yeah. <laughs> against Miles Garrett. It's going to be a tough challenge, but I feel like they get it done. They, I, I'll predict this. The over-under on... On, uh, on sacks, two and a half probably for the Bengals. I'm going to say over that. That they get over? Two, that over, they get, yeah.
0: Do the Bengals give up more than two and a half or?
1: Yeah, the Bengals will give up more than two and a half and they'll still win the football game. Okay. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Um,
0: I
5: think it's going to be an ugly game. All right, so did you find out the weather? Realist. 59 degrees and wet. A chance of showers cloudy as the game goes on.
0: Cloudy as the game goes on, chance of showers. Yes. So there's a good chance it's going to be in the 50s and it's going to be dry. Yep. Okay, well, I mean, that's ideal, football weather. Um, AJ says to me, Tom, you think Cleveland is cool? You know what? I do. I do, AJ. I think Cleveland's a cool place. He says, well, does anybody go there on vacation? How many people come to Cincinnati for vacation? I don't know. Maybe they come in to go to Kings Island, go to a ball game, whatever it might be. Wasn't it one of the Cleveland's got – there suburbs in Cleveland – I have said for decades. West Side, you get into Bay Village and West Lake and Rocky River and some of those areas that sit right on the lake. You go east side, places like Chagrin and a little further out to Hudson and some of these places, these are some of the nicest, coolest suburbs that there are in any city in the country. Just because I live in Cincinnati doesn't mean and, – and it doesn't mean you have to walk around and badmouth Cleveland all the time. Okay? You don't have to badmouth them. Go up there and enjoy it. All right. We talked about Reed Mouse and uh, Trace Fowler. They're coming in. Uh, Reed, I mean, you talk about drip.
1: That's what I said. I said he had the flannel.
0: We have a shot of him over there? Yeah, we will in just a second. Okay. Yeah. I'm
3: just getting, yep, he's hot. He my, to... my mic's hot? Yep, yeah, mic. Tom, I, I think you were alluding Hang to Hang on, that...
0: I don't think it's hot. Yeah, it
3: is. Yeah, it is. It is hot. We just we couldn't hear him, him for a second. Go ahead. Well, Tom, I think you were alluding early in the show that I don't have any drip. You're saying that I dress normally in sweatpants you and stuff? You normally
0: don't wear that. You have not worn those shoes any day that, I'm not saying you haven't worn them at all, but I don't remember many days where you're walking around, and those are, those are some big league shoes.
3: I mean, this is what happens when you let your wife just you just hand her a credit card, and say, "Hey, I need some new new clothes," and that's what happened. No. And you know, I make I make the big bucks here at Chatterbox, so I can just give the wife the credit card and say, "Hey, give me some new clothes here." Yeah, there I am, right there. See, make he is shoes. a
0: fellas, You know, Reed is one of those guys. You know, he, he's got the he's got the uh, he's got the movie star good looks, handsome, of course, rugged sort of guy around him. You know, rugged look to him. And when he goes with this look, he's got going now with the jeans, the T-shirt, the, the flannel, like you talked about, Paul, yeah. you know, over the top. I mean, he's got it going on. I, I mean, you know, if he weren't if he weren't married, that's a ladies man, a rugged man. Uh-huh. Woodsy, a woodsy, woodsy man, man,
1: a man's man. Later, men.
0: <laughs> you have any comment to me, Megan, about the? you have any thoughts of that?
3: About about what what about, where just, you know. You, well, you, I mean, like that's the look,
0: you got it going on. Well,
3: that's why I am married because I was such a big catch, you know, number one bachelor in Hamilton for like three straight years. So had had to had to be snatched up really quickly. That was in
0: Hamilton magazine. Yeah. Oh, well, the Hamiltonian. Hamiltonian. The Hamiltonian. Mean,
3: yeah. yeah. Trey, Trey should be here in a minute. He's having a meeting trying to trying to get Chatterbox some more money. But I'll tell you what, guys, you you were talking about the Browns and the Bengals on Monday. And what what, you guys say the Browns stink?
0: You guys uh, They say. Don't throw me in there.
3: I think I think you're alluding to it, Tom. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just toying you with to, you, all right, Tom. Alright,
0: so we we know. Okay, so go ahead.
3: I'm just toy listen, I, I'm trying to talk because I'm a Bengals fan as well. I'm trying to talk man to man with both Paul and Casey here. I don't like where this is going. We don't match up that great. Oh, uh, come on,
0: I'm with you all the way here, Reed.
3: Listen, the two biggest the two game changers on Monday that are going to decide the game yeah. are both on the Brown side, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb. Our run defense is behind well, without on. DJ Reader and Logan Wilson. And then, you know, we haven't played a premier pass rush since all the way back in week two. We played back. a pass, great pass rush week one, lost. Played a great pass rush week two, lost. And here we go again. Fact. You think, hang on. Wait you, a minute. You, hold
0: on, hold on. Address that last part, fellas. Address that last part about the Bengals have not faced even a moderately good pass rush since Steelers week one, Dallas week two. Fair point, right? That That
1: is a fair point. But I'm going to rebuttal and say, do they really
3: have a good pass rush outside of Miles Garrett. What do you mean? Do they have a good pass rush outside of Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett is a good pass rusher. I mean, how many more do you need? That's the only guy on their team that's good at rushing the passer.
0: All right, let me ask you this. He's elite at it. Let me ask you this. Dallas has Micah Parsons and Dexter Lawrence, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Clowney and Garrett are not on the same level as those two guys? No. I do not. So you're saying you think Dexter Lawrence is a far superior player than Javion Clowney as far as rushing well, the quarterback? It's Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, right? Demarcus Lawrence. Forgive me.
1: Demarcus Lawrence is, in my opinion, way better than Jadavion Clowney. And Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett are on the same plane. Okay. But Micah Parsons has been playing much better than Jad. Sorry, not Jadavion, But way better than Miles Garrett has been this year. And that's just a fact. <laughs>
3: Micah Parsons is elite, one or two top two in the league. Miles Garrett's not too far behind him. I mean, he he's a top five pass rusher in this league, is he not? He's got six sacks on the season. Okay, who does? Miles Garrett.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Their next, their next
1: closest sack total is Jadavion Clowney with two.
0: Yeah, he has two, but and he got those in September. Yeah, he got hurt. He's only played in two games since the 18th of September, um, and uh, had a pretty good game against the Chargers. Didn't get a sack, and then no stats at all against the Ravens. Been hurt. Been hurt. So, but he had nine last year. Nine sacks.
3: I'm just glad we're getting all this this Browns Bengals talk done for before trace trace gets in here oh, cuz he, i mean he would you light think, my ass up <laughs> i mean tom has his headphones on he's going to blow an eardrum when trace just starts yelling in here cuz trace trace you guys called us angry me and trace angry trace is angry i'm i'm a nice calm headed even even headed guy you are. trace trace gets fired up he gets fired up he got in Zim Hudes um twitter space yesterday which is normally a conglomeration of 20 people talking at once, and somehow Trace talked above them all. He was the loudest person in that, in wow. that, in that Twitter space. Just He's a loud, guy. loud yeah, you're guy. Getting all over them, right? Just
5: Well, the other thing, too, is that Trace and I are so dug in in our positions yes. now that he thinks the Browns are going to win by a million points, and, the, and I've, I'm firm in my belief that the Browns stay. And here's the other thing, too. I know Tom doesn't want to hear this. I think the Browns stink even if they win this game. I don't, I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say. I think, I think, regardless of what happens on Monday, I think the Browns stink. Well, the Panthers beat the Bucks. They still stink. They stink. Right. See? Speaking
0: By up. the way, DeMarcus Lawrence had all of three sacks last year. I don't like using last year's number. He Demarcus was hurt. Lawrence has three sacks And has played in every game this year. Every single game. And all three came in one game against the Giants. Tom is
3: just beating you down, Casey, with with stats.
0: And I'm normally not a stat guy, but he's played in six games this year where he has been shut out from a sack. And he's been healthy and played in every game. And you think he's better than Clowney? I do. Okay. I do. Clowney has not played
1: great except for this season, apparently. I mean, I, I'm just looking at his numbers now. He had uh, one good hit against South Carolina.
3: I mean, yeah, got him the first overall pick. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. The guy's I mean, been hurt a lot. I mean, he's a very talented player, but he's been hurt a lot.
3: Yeah, that was against I mean, Michigan, right? He went to South Carolina. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's you're
5: exactly right. right. And that hit should have never happened. All
0: right, are Big we going to talk about their show? Well, Well, I think. Trace ever coming back in here? Trace, Trace. He said eleven fifteen.
5: He said eleven fifteen. It's eleven fourteen. So if if we give him eleven fifteen and he's not in here, then Reed, you're going to have to give us the elevator Uh, pitch on your own. I'll do
3: my best. Now, Sean
0: Spurlock does point out the Cowboys' defense has twenty nine sacks this year. The Brownies only have fourteen. That's a significant number. See, that's a significant number.
3: Here he comes. We got we got TCF coming in here. Yeah, Trace is about here. To he comes. Blow us this is up. a boss,
0: so you know there has to be a level of. Um... I'm sure I
4: was getting talked to about. Very nice. Well, they
0: said that you were sitting there yelling and screaming. Pull that microphone oh, up was. a little bit. Trace Fowler joining Reed Mouse and the crew here. Uh, that you were screaming and yelling on Zim Hude's chat yesterday. What were was... you screaming and hollering about?
4: I don't know if I was screaming and yelling per se, but I was trying to inform them that they're that they're in trouble on Monday night. And it's as simple as that. I'm not, I'm not, as you guys know, I'm a Packers fan. I try to keep it pretty, pretty straight laced here in regards to the fandom. I said week two or week three, people can back me up hopefully in here. I said the Packers think. And they've proven me right. And the reality is, is that this is a bad, bad spot for the Bengals. And I've warned Mars. I love Mars. Appreciate Mars uh, checking in every day. (laughs) I warned Mars last week. They're going to, they're going to beat the Falcons. Everyone's going to be riding high. And then the Browns are going to come in on Monday night, hungry as a dog can be, and they're going to take care of the Bengals.
0: Are you related to Sir Boy Wonder?
4: I don't think so. Why? Is he a big fan?
0: He says, the boss, Trace Fowler, <laughs> is the king. I don't know about that. Those are the no, only things he no. writes on here. Nothing of any I significance don't, don't whatsoever. So. And Sir Boy Wonder drops the king has entered the arena.
4: Trying, trying to make us money in the other room. I'm sure you guys are having some fun at my expense.
1: Never. Well, we Never. were uh, we not. were just worried that you're going to blow us all up. Oh, I was our, worried because well, I've officially joined the bandwagon that the Browns stink. Yes, okay. they stink. Well, there I'll we tell are. you Terrible. what, Tom.
4: There we are, Tom. Uh, no. You know what? I have a lot of respect for you. You know why? Because you sit up there and you tell it like it is, in you're and you're relatively pretty level-headed with your Bengal fandom. But we got these guys over here by the desk that sit uh, here and they act like there's no chance in the world the Browns are going to win. And you know what I say? The line's three points, boys. Put your money where your mouth is. It's that simple. I will be. Yeah, I will. I, be. I will just... very much will be.
0: Yeah. Well, you have your show coming up later today, <laughs> right? Yes, yes 2 Not o'clock. Not too picky, and you're yes. going to be breaking down two some o'clock. of these games. And ele- you're going to be making your Bengals pick today? No, or Mo- till no
5: Monday? Monday. We're going to wait until Monday to really get into it. We'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit, just because the money's moved a little bit, but we'll save most of it but, for Monday.
1: But we're going to make our picks Friday, you know, on tomorrow. this show, tomorrow, and you'll pick the Bengals, obviously. Yes, no doubt. And so will I. I, I, I will make that
5: no mistake. doubt, and I said, and before- "Would you
0: two pick seriously? If you were in our weekly pick, and you guys are making picks anyway, and you, you, you know, we'll talk about your show here in a second. But so what you're saying is, Trace, after just declaring that they ought to put their money where their mouth is, right. you would put your money where your mouth is and take the brownies in three and a half." Tom,
4: I'm gonna tell you right now, I got a lot on I got a lot riding on this Monday night. <laughs> I got a lot riding on this game. Tom, you have no idea. I've put my I've put my 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 character really on the line he for has. this game on the night. He's Monday got more to night. lose than
3: Bengals fans at this point. And you
4: know what? I'm fine with that because at times you put your you you gotta you can't, you can't not take risks in life, folks, and expect for there not to be high rewards if you don't take the high risks. And you know what I did the other night? Last night, actually. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, in this gonna group chat. I'm going to tell you right now what I did. I was did. in this group and chat. And I, I will send screenshots, and I know the chat's going to uh. laugh me up and down, and I'll tell you what, I can't wait till the end of the year. And I put $600 down on the Browns to win the Super Bowl, boys. Oh, my, oh God. my God! You did that's that yesterday terrible. at a hundred to one odds,
3: sixty grand payout. I could have 60. taken a six hundred dollars raise,
4: <laughs> Paul. Oh, you said the other day. You think oh. about how many kids that you could feed off of six hundred dollars. Yes, I want you to realize at the end of this year how many kids you can feed off sixty thousand dollars.
3: You know what's You know oh what? God. That bet <laughs> that's, teeters. That's the
0: stupidest bet I've ever heard
3: in my life. That, it all <laughs> teeters so on one bad. game. Thank you. If they lose on Monday, they're out of the postseason. They'll be two and six and essentially out of it. They'll have to go eight and one for the rest of the year. That's right. You should have just put them on it Guys, to make the it's playoffs.
4: Three, it's $600 to win $60,000. Uh, you I'm think well that they aware. put bets out there to win $60,000 on 600 that are likely to happen? No. But here's what I'll say I'm going to hedge the bet for those that are relatively aware what I'm talking about. I'm going to hedge it as soon as they make the playoffs.
3: We don't need no. to sit here and
4: talk about this all day. Let's, I see you guys talking about the Reds. By the way, you guys are killing Shogo Akiyama. The poor the poor bastard came over here from Japan. There was COVID. Wasn't even allowed to play yeah. for half of a year. And then he never even got a chance never to really got a play. a to play. I mean, never so... Never got a
0: chance to play. How the hell
4: are you going to bash this guy when he never even got a chance I to play? I
0: agree with you more. I, I never understood for the life of me why they brought this guy over here and then sat him on the bench. I, I, just, I don't get it. Um, all right, so let's talk about... Uh, The show's starting on Friday, a week from mañana. Is that correct? I think we
4: might make it happen on Monday.
0: Okay, well then, so so tell us about the show and, and when you're planning on getting it started and what to expect.
4: What to expect? We're going to try to make it the most interactive show that we possibly can. Right. Obviously, you've, you've, you've kind of morphed into this idea of interacting with the chat. Sure. You're very mm-hmm. much more involved with the, with the chat than we first started. And like you said, we're trying to figure out what people like. Right. And I think at the end of the day, people want to be interactive. They want to hear people's opinions, and they want to just talk sports and forget about the crazy life that we live oftentimes. And I think that, as you well know, this guy over here named Reed, you might think that I have a huge bit here with the Browns, and maybe I do. But at the same time... I think the Browns are going to take care of it on Monday, night But this guy has more ridiculous takes well, than anybody that I've ever seen. And you know what? He has reasons to back them up. So we're going to have a show that's just all of us in the room having fun talking sports. Maybe try to get you to stick around for just a little bit longer. No problem. No figure no out problem. a way to no have, problem. have some fun like this. And I don't know. I don't even know if we really know what it's going to be about. Do we, read?
3: No, it's gonna it's gonna morph, and just as Chatterbox has over the past few four years that we've been doing this, we've been doing it's, it for three years. I think. Th- well, this is our fourth year. Oh, okay, fourth year. It's so been counting. Th- three, three months in, in, a couple months. You I mean you keep a better calendar than I do? But it's gonna slowly morph, and and we'll find our way. We'll find our footing, and we'll we'll take the trail that it leads us down.
0: But Casey insinuated. That we were talking about this show before you guys came in yeah, Casey and it was led us into a a discussion of of uh who's drip and what's drip and blah 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 yeah. He said, "You guys are going to talk about other things, though, outside of sports." Is that was he right or wrong? On I that? don't think Casey knows a damn thing when he's talking. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> I I was, he I
3: knows was about a, was, was our Casey knows about
4: as boss. much as as much as what he was saying earlier as he does about baseball. What scam
6: of the day! He is right. Scam of the day. He
3: is. He is right. We
1: do have
4: some scams. We have, do have some scams of the day, uh, and those are going to get probably really heated, and we'll probably go over some more. So, what?
0: Are, give me an example of like a scam of the okay. day, or are oh. people who at home and, and can expect to. Uh, what's what, what, What's that about? Time Give, give them are drink. you a are you a fan of Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, I, I'm not a big wings guy, but so I don't go in there much. But when I've been in there, I have to say, I, I think they're clean, I think they're safe, and I think they're a cool place to watch a game.
3: You, you seem like a guy who, who's good with money, so you obviously don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings because that place is one of the five biggest scams in the United States the of America.
0: Sponsor of ours. <laughs> no, Maybe. They, they're not. No, no, in no. Fact, no we won't in even... fact,
4: I am so far on this train. Right. Uh, I hope I eat my words on this, to be fair. But I am so far on this train that he on this bandwagon that he's about to present that I wouldn't even take them as a sponsor.
3: Oh. Buffalo Wild Wings. There's not a worse way to spend money than going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Listen, you go there for a Sunday. You're thinking, oh, I'll sit down and, and watch the the Bengals play or whoever your NFL team is. You go there. If I go there myself, I'm gonna get myself some wings, some fries, a couple of beers, because you know I'm a I'm a ham and egger who just yep. enjoys a nice yep. I'm nice right with cold you. beer. On on a Sunday, and I'm gonna walk out of there with a fifty dollar bill just for myself. Now I'm not eating at Jeff Ruby Steakhouse where I can I can make make some money worth it, or, or even better, any any place that fifty bucks actually goes a little bit of ways. I'm going to a sports bar right. and spending 50, 60 bucks on myself. I
4: dare you to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and try to keep your bill under fifteen dollars. It's impossible. Under what? Uh, your your
0: single tab under fifteen dollars. Yeah, probably- dude, have you seen the price of food these days? I, you can't go anywhere. Oh, Everything's up sixty percent, eighty percent. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm. You're not going anywhere for fifteen bucks.
4: I got another. We got multiple scams too. We we can get into all these another day, but another one's going to be college. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. We can get into college and exactly all the whole that whole rampant yep. system. Yeah. Kate Casey's um, figuring
3: out about a scam as it goes on. As it goes and, on, he's I mean, he signed up for a scam actually. He, he's he's getting married in <laughs> this June. That's a scam. The the, the whole wedding ceremony thing's well, a
0: scam. Funeral business. Funeral We're gonna business. hear more about that in a minute with Tracy. Yeah, oh, oh, I bet no, we will. Man. Which, Guess who's in. We're going to take a break before we get to Tracy. But your show, you're you're saying, is starting Monday. Monday. Is that right or wrong? I mean, I don't want to tease this and all of a sudden you guys lay an egg and it's a blank screen. We'll be here on Monday.
4: But more importantly, I see all these people in the chat. I want to make sure they come back on Wednesday. You know why? Because we'll have a lot to talk about for Monday night.
3: Trace is staking his whole reputation on the Cleveland Browns. That's, see, that's now, what I don't understand. Now, who's the idiot here? Yeah, that's like what I don't the Lions understand. To go, as, one, as somebody pointed <laughs> out, it's the like Lions, the Lions yeah. betting
0: the Lions to go 17-0. <laughs> oh, wow. And whoever called me Caviar Tom, that's Sir Boy Wonder again. <laughs> I, I am not Caviar Tom. Give me a break. All right, fellas, good luck with the show. Thanks, Tom. Well, we need it. Yeah. (laughs) All of us need it. And Casey needs it here in a minute because his boy's coming on next. The Tracer in a minute. A week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1130 a.m. Eastern time, best 30 minutes in television, is when we're joined by our good friend and former major leaguer with five different teams, five teams wanted this guy on their team. And that's Tracy Jones. Tracer?
2: Yeah, once a major leaguer, always a major leaguer. I'm not a former major leaguer, so let's get that straight. It's kind of like a president of the United States. He's not a former president. Once a president, always a a
0: president. Same with a a big league baseball player. Okay. Do you like being called a major leaguer or a big leaguer? Uh, That's a great question.
2: I think big leaguer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a special. There's only been like 18,000 of us that ever play the game. Very special. And I want people to refer to me as maybe a big league or just 29, uh, or tripod, whatever nickname you want to throw at me is fine. Hey, listen, I'm on a 36 hour fast. So
0: really, okay. All right, I wanna hear about this because I hear this is really, uh, you've been doing the intermittent fasting for those that are watching Tracy Jones for the first time. You started that how long ago?
2: Probably about six months ago. And 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 you notice a difference in the
0: way you feel and everything, right?
2: I do, I do. I feel like I'm a lot sharper, although this is pushing at 36 hours. So if something comes out of my mouth this morning, that's a little off, it's because I'm fasting, but I have I ate some bad food yesterday, a uh, lot of fried food. I had a fried chicken sandwich, French fries, uh, cheese curds, and I felt just terrible the whole day. So I have not eaten since about two o'clock yesterday. Had plenty of Is coffee. Is because
0: though. you weren't, so are you fasting because you're not, you weren't feeling well or you had, you had, had prepared yourself to begin a 36 hour fast yesterday?
2: No, it just—I felt that bad after eating the fried food, and I said, "You know what? I need to do a cleanse. I need to just go back to eating once a day, usually around six o'clock, after a couple of cocktails." And uh, you know, that's—I feel—I feel good. I'm ready to go. I, I will tell you this, just to give you guys a heads up. Last week, I was a little, a little out of it. Uh, I've been feeling sick, and I've just been really working. Hard. I mean, I put in like three or four hours last week. And Danae came up to me uh, last night. And she says, you know what you need, Trace? And I says, what is that, sweetheart? She says, you need a vacation. I could not agree with her more. <laughs> it is time to go on vacay. So I made a call this morning. I got a place in Manasota Key. You ever been there, Tom? Where? Manasota Key. No. It's oh oh, I know where you hang out Boca Grande right with Tucker Carlson and all your big shots. George Bush lives there. I know about Boca Grande it's is
0: here. I Denali freeload there. off friends of mine who live there.
2: How nice is that place?
0: Yeah well I mean I freeload off people there I, I, <laughs> I do I am Mike Holmes very good friend yep. Uh, yep. and, and we, every time we go there, we stay at, at his house, him and his wife, Becky. And, and so we freeload the Brenneman's freeload. We can't afford yeah. that zip code, but where is this place you're talking about? Manasota Keys, a little bit
2: south of Naples. Okay. It's, it's right around that area. I got a place right on the beach. Very affordable is like 10,000 a month, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> I have all my family members come down and stay with me. I take them out to dinner. Uh, we do this uh, last couple of years. I really enjoy Minnesota Key. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to try to get a place down there. Real so sleeping. let me get this straight. Didn't you
0: just get back from vacation? Yeah. So and you need your another? Point? Your wife thinks you need another vacation? Tom, it's been two weeks since I've
2: had a vacation. Don't you think I deserve one? The time I put in on this show. Come on I, now. Hey, I am a, all come,
0: for anyone getting as much vacation time as they possibly can. It's good for the. I'm still going to do the show.
2: I, I'm going to do the show from there.
0: How big is the place you're renting? $10,000 a month, man. That's a lot of money. I mean, I know you well, have a lot right of money, on, but that's a lot of money.
2: Is it? Um, it's right on the intercoastal. It's right. I mean, it's probably 30 feet from the water very nice. I big, like it a lot. Big. I mean, I think it's I think it's got seven bedrooms, eight baths. I, I don't know. Is that I mean, that's a pretty decent size. Hey, listen, got to compliment you on the interview with your dad. Oh, oh, you you saw it? I watched that for it was very very good. Tell me, I tell you who you remind me of. A uh, male version of Barbara Walters. I really liked it. It was extremely edgy. You seemed well prepared of course without the list. But that interview was very good. But those two JOs that chimed in, horrible. You're talking about, Marty, what's your favorite color? I mean, come on, boys. Marty hates it. I saw, was it Casey or was it Paul that had a shirt and tie on? Right, doing that interview? What happened to your hoodie, Paul? I had a collar on. Hey, Tracy,
5: he's a Hall of Famer.
2: He's a Hall of Famer, Tracy. He did. He doesn't like kiss-asses, Paul. No, he Did you he see doesn't. the way That's Tom just laid back? That is a fact.
0: That's a fact. There was a
2: lot of questions that you could have asked him, and you didn't. Talk about his first loves. Do you know th- about that, Tom? His first love? were two girls who used to watch him play Little League Baseball down the right field line loved your dad. You ever hear that story?
0: No, I, I have You didn't?
2: How about the time that he came and stayed at my parents' place when the Dodgers were playing the Reds? He never stayed at the hotel. He stayed with my mom and dad. And my mom caught him going through my drawers and getting out my yearbook. And he star- my mom startled uh, your dad, and he spilt prune juice all over my yearbook. Got the pages all sticky. Do
0: you ever tell that story? He he wasn't asked those kinds of questions yesterday.
2: Well, I mean, but those are the questions people. Here's a good question for your dad.
0: Yeah, I want to know would what like. would you if you would have been sitting here. Yes. Uh, and, and you were. What did you refer to those guys as? What? JOs? Joe. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Junior officers.
0: Yeah. So you mean Casey and Paul?
2: <laughs> yes.
5: Yes.
0: Okay. So if 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 if, if Tracy Jones would have been sitting there rather than one of these two J.O.'s, as you say, Um, and I would have said, Tracy, what's your question for the Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman? What would your question have been? Because I know what he's
2: interested in. I talk with Marty. I listen. I'm a good listener. I'll tell you the first question I would ask Marty, because I think about it all the time. Who would win in a fight? Barry Manilow or Neil Diamond? That's the kind of stuff Marty wants to you know, be asked.
0: What about Barry Manilow and Marty Brenneman?
2: i take him Barry Manilow. I think he's got a good ground and pound game. You might be right on that. See, those As are the your questions. Your okay.
0: this, I mean, this guy is killing you, you two.
1: I, I thought I asked him a pretty good question. I, I thought it was a very heartfelt question. I asked him what his favorite moment of Tom Brenneman's life, what, what he could remember. What was his fondest memory of Tom? You didn't like
2: that question? I forgot that question. What was the answer? Well, he, oh, wow. talk,
0: he, he just said, you know, tell us something that happened when Tom was younger or whatever it might be. And he wanted to stay away from some of the more controversial topics. So all he right. talked about um, leaving me at the ballpark one night and forgetting that he was giving me a ride home when I was roughly about yes. nine, whatever, t- t- 11, 12, you know, whatever it was. Uh, and getting all the way back to the house and realizing that, um, that I was still there. How good that's is Marty, not the hard-hitting kind of stuff you're looking for.
2: No, I, I want to know about, uh, there's so many questions. Uh, Marty's so successful. Did you ask him the question, did he think he retired too early? Because what, I'm, what I saw yesterday in that interview, that was peak Marty. He was that good. You go back yeah. to 74 in those years, he, his, his voice wasn't the same. He gets better with age. I want to ask him you know what does it feel like to marry someone 30 years younger i mean that's quite and an attractive woman i mean that's a great relationship that he has yes i mean there's is. just a lot of things a lot of moving parts with marty he's got an incredible body of work
0: yes he does that he does that is for sure uh do you think i, I got something uh, for,
2: I, I got something for casey though okay I, I think this is important can do you mind tom put no can i, I please me? Casey, we are not signing a prenuptial agreement. That is off the table with your fiance. We are not going in that direction, okay? Okay. And and the reason being is one, she makes more money than you, right?
5: (laughs) Right, right. So
2: when, when you end up getting a divorce, you could get spousal support. Remember that. For every three years of being married, you get one year. of spousal support so try to kind of spread it out a little bit don't get divorced too early and just just remember that and don't leave the house tell her to leave the house because she makes more money you'll stay in that nice home that you guys have
1: got it got it so
0: speaking of tracer uh we were talking about you and you've given uh casey merrill advice which now all of a sudden you're doing a 180 on uh so i'm not sure we can really trust any of the stuff that you talked to him about you talked to him about uh, potentially being the host of his bachelor party and going down to Mm -hmm. to points in and around Newport and so forth. Um, Points. (laughs) And- and, Points. um,
2: Is that what we're calling the brass-ass points? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the number 29 with mayonnaise, that special dance they got there.
0: (laughs) Tracy- It's a secret dance. Monday, Monday, uh, Casey moves into his brand-new home, which we discussed with you a couple of days ago. He gets the keys on Monday. Monday happens to be Halloween. Monday happens to be the night of the Bengals and the Browns playing on Monday Night Football, right? But this is Casey and his fiancée, moving into their brand new house, their first night in this house. He wants to watch the football game. They're not going to have the cable or Amazon, or that's on actually ESPN. They're not going to have any of that installed in the house yet when they move in. What would you say would be the smart play here for Casey McAllister, considering it's Halloween, do you dress up? Uh, are you going to go somewhere and watch the game? Are you going to forget about the game entirely and just you and your bride to be have a nice first night in your brand new home together?
2: What, what would I, you I would, do? What would I do? I would have my wife dress up in something sexy um, and go in that direction. My wife likes to dress up. That's that's you know how she likes to be handcuffed and. Blindfold and all that stuff. But that's those California girls. Casey, I'll tell you what you have to do. If you want to break in the, you know, be a good neighbor, you need to hand out candy. That's what you need to do. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Are you going to be handing out candy? Or are you one of those that keep the door, you know, that keep the lights off and then right. so no one goes and knocks on the door, and you get trick or treat?
0: Yeah. Right? Little kids standing there wanting their piece of candy and you leave them high and dry.
1: Yeah. and It's I- just disgusting. As- Disgusting. Just, to, I, I was actually gonna do Halloween uh, at that house. Dude, we you have not to... said
0: that one time hang in on. this conversation hang
1: on, today. Hang on, hang on. So I was supposed to move in, <laughs> get the keys, and close on Friday. Have the whole weekend to move in, and Monday was supposed to be our big reveal to the neighbors. Like, hey, we're your new neighbors, and we were gonna b- give out the big old like big bars of candy. For all the
2: kids. So oh. they would all just like you us. We would be that house, you know. Can't afford that. You can't uh, yeah, afford that's over your head. Well, here's can I give God's you like another it. piece of advice? Yes. I'll tell you what my, my dad used to do for Halloween, and he loved it. He thought this was so funny. And you guys, I'm sure, will think it's funny. So the kids would knock on the door, right? And my dad would yell, Trace, go get out, go get the ice cream, go get a couple, get a, get the gallon of ice cream. And my dad would the kid would say trick or treat, and my dad would take a big old scoop. I'd hold the ice cream, and my dad would put a big old scoop and just put it right in their bag. He thought that was the funniest thing. Now the neighbors didn't think it was funny, and the parents got a little upset. But my dad be laughing. Is here's here's your treat treat right there, scoop of ice cream. Yeah, there's, there's toss, no you know,
0: way only. that's true.
2: Oh, he did it. He did it every year. He was he was a real practical joker. My dad. <laughs> What about that, Casey? Um, I don't know if the
1: ice cream thing is going to be a, a good idea or not. I, I, maybe I'll get them the little, like, tubs of ice cream. Just throw it in the bag and
2: let it melt. Cause I mean, UDF melt. is a big sponsor. They may yeah, step UDF, up and deliver yeah. the goods oh. for you. UDF. I love UDF. What about with the top off? You know those little scoop, and then somehow you got to get that ice cream mountain in the bag. That's the whole point of this, Casey. <laughs> yeah. <Come> well, <laughs> well, we'll see. Tom,
0: so we'll what see. do you have? I <laughs> want to get back. I want to get back for a second to his night because I think this is really important. Okay. Because Tracy, you're it's really, really good. Okay, so you get your wife to dress up, and and I'm assuming you probably think I'm going to take it now. A, a the, the next couple of steps, just questions wise here with you. If they're going to hand out candy the first night in their brand new place on Halloween night, his wife needs to dress up. Casey's got to dress up too, right? If you're going to do that. What's he going to dress up as? Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. I mean, couples sometimes, maybe you and Danae, for example, uh, have gone to uh, Halloween parties or whatever it might be uh, where you both dress up. Um, Casey has said something. You know, You know who the Wiggles are? Who? The Wiggles? No. Is okay. That it, it, his neighbor? <laughs> well, it might be. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, it's, it's a band for little kids watching. But anyway, you know, so Casey was saying about dressing up as a Wiggle. So I didn't think it was a good idea because there's not a female Wiggle. But um, do you think he should dress up as well as his wife?
2: I think I like Halloween and I like
0: dressing up.
2: Uh, I always went as a flasher. You know, that was very original for me. You know what I'm talking about, Tom, with the trench coat? (laughs) That's where they carry a tripod. (laughs) Yeah, you got that. (laughs) Any any chance for the tripod, he's coming out. (laughs) But you got to dress up, Casey. Come on, get with it. Uh, Probably ease into that whole dip in ice cream in the trick-or-treat bag. Don't do that right off the bat. Maybe next year.
1: Not just me, but Paul also has to dress up for a... A party right uh, you're, yeah are doing a party with your girlfriend
5: yeah i do we, we i got roped into going to a uh, a a party tomorrow night for a a costume contest so i guess i guess the winner gets something i don't know what so we we don't have anything yet we have we haven't planned anything yet because it's kind of last minute for me knowing that i can do go. you want
2: to wear one of my jerseys maybe you think that would be a hit I think it'd be a huge hit. And Paul, let me ask you, I've never talked about your situation. You're a guy just, I don't think you're pulling much wool. It's just my observation, just the way you, you have a girlfriend, fiance. What's your situation? So maybe I can help you out. Girlfriend,
5: Tracy, girlfriend for five years. How
2: many years? How, five. Many, years? How many girlfriends? How many? Five, five, five years?
5: Five years, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tracer, seriously, okay, you and I are on the same page on this one. Paul, how old are you, 21? Five. Tracy, can you imagine having the same girlfriend from the time you were 20 till you were 25?
2: Oh, hell no. I, I told you last time. <laughs> no, girls are a dime a dozen. I used to trade out girlfriends every time I got moved up. Remember, I started with my high school girlfriend. Yeah, you, you went from drafted.
0: Oregon, and then you traded up to Vermont, and then you traded up to Denver, and then you traded up to the big leagues.
2: Listen, not every girl that I dated was good looking. That girl from Oregon, remember Sloppy, big? She was, her nickname was Heifer. <laughs> and I don't think that was right. She was a little overweight, but she was very nice. But any time you moved up, Tom, you got a new girlfriend until you get big leg wool and then kind of hit hit the peak. But you guys really should just, I can't believe you're going to settle down at 25. Tom, help him out.
0: I'm not. I'm not engaged yet. I'm not engaged. Paul, you and I both know. Okay, we both know. You've been with. Just give her first name. Lizzie. 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 Yeah. You ever heard? That's of Lizzie a problem Gordon? right
2: there, Lizzie.
5: Oh, well, Why, Tom? Oh, Tracy. Why? Why?
2: Lizzie. Yeah. What? I've never seen a good-looking Lizzie yet. <laughs> Have you, Tom?
0: uh one i have yeah one <laughs> oh, yeah. back when i was in college yes i i i do i do yeah all right look so what, I, what advice I, do
2: you give what what advice do you give tom do you give any advice to these guys you're a well big look fan. here's the you're thing a big okay shot there
0: i can't i i'm not a big shot here i'm not a big shot anywhere my son i think occasionally thinks i'm a big shot but outside of that one of our two dogs thinks I'm a big shot and that's that's our 14-year-old dog penny who's who just went blind in the last couple of years thinks I'm a big shot uh, outside of that not much but um you know look i i and i have friends of mine in high school that dated when i was in high school that dated girls in high school that they married one guy still married the other one not but yeah. Um, you know what well, I, I mean? I, I, guys that have the same girlfriend from 20 to 25. I, 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 I mean, disgusting. God bless him. But I can't relate to it. Can you? Well, you can't. You can't relate to it.
2: I can't relate to it because we're pulling. We could pull even at our age, right? I, I mean, Paul, in case you're just happy. You know, they they got a girlfriend. They can bring him over to mom and dad's house, that kind of stuff. But, guys, I'm telling you, to, to settle down. You know, my wife waited till she was 40 years old to get married, her first marriage. Denae was 40 when she got married to me. I
0: was almost 40. First time I got married. You were? I was 30. Well, i was she's 30, know that. 38 and became a dad at 40.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, yeah, you've lived a great life, Tom. You've been very lucky. You were president of your fraternity, weren't you?
0: We, we we've been down this road. If you're I know. Same if old you, tired, if you, you're really tired, um, it, it, to tie <laughs> a ribbon around Casey before I ask you about a little baseball with a World Series starting tomorrow, the last part of this equation, which you have not addressed, is the football game. Casey is a hardcore Bengals fan. Your fiancé is too, right? Yep. Okay. But, Tracer, um, you're one of the great romantics of all time. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) You have been a man of romance. You proved it down in Cancun even at your age now. Decorating around the bedroom in your hotel room in that six-star resort with the— the, uh, the heart-shaped balloons that you decorated all over the room so you're a romantic guy uh are yes. you spending your first night if you're Casey in your brand new home are you watching any football that night yay or nay I would do whatever
2: your wife wants to do okay Casey okay let's get off to a good start here uh you know crack open the old uh Old Milwaukee, you know, have a six-pack of there and maybe some chicken wings. You were talking about that chicken wing place. What was that place you guys were talking about before?
0: We weren't talking about it. They were talking about it.
1: Um, Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, what is
2: that? Where? What is? What do they serve?
1: Oh, it's a terrible place. It's a terrible restaurant. Yeah. It's a scam,
2: in yeah. fact. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never been there. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, <No>, you wouldn't <laughs> like it. It's so but, Casey, haminated. get off to a good start. Now, do you have furniture? Can you afford furniture yet, or are you still waiting yeah. on that?
1: So I'm getting a, I am buying some of the furniture that the previous homeowners are leaving behind. And okay. I am also inheriting some hand down couches. So it's not going to be do you all have, even right away, but I got some stuff.
2: Yeah, Do you, describe, I just kept trying to get a visual. Now, do you have uh, granite countertops, I hope? Or are you cheap, cheap ass, and got uh, Corian. Um, I'm not sure what they are, but they look
1: like marble. Okay. Wow. Appliances?
2: Do you have Viking?
1: Viking? No? I, 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 no, yeah. I'm not too sure, honestly. But everything okay. is everything is nice and white. Wa- I'll have to send you the, the house, or maybe you should just here's what I would do: housewarming party. Oh, On a please. serious
2: note, I'd get I'd get myself a, a, a dog. I, you know what? Right now, that,
0: on a serious note, that is a great point. Yes. You guys do need to get a dog, and I can help yep. you. Down, the SPCA Cincinnati, we've got some incredible yep. dogs right now. Need a great home, a forever home. And uh, yep. if you need any help in that direction, that is that that is a great point made by Mr. Jones.
1: Well, we we for sure want to get a dog, but why why do you think we should? Why so soon? Why why can't we take our time? I just to think get you,
2: you need, it's. You you want a happy family? I'll tell you how, and Tom will talk about baseball. But this story about my dog just will so tell you because a lot of people don't like me and they think I'm a heartless bastard, but really I have a big heart. Uh, Tucker about a month ago got uh, uh, testicular cancer, and it was a it was a big big deal. I mean sure. that's a big deal, right? Yeah, right. So he had him removed. And he was, he'd go to the dog park. And usually he was the life of the party, right? Everybody likes Tucker. Now don't try to pet him because he'll probably bite you, but everybody liked Tucker. After he had his surgery and had his testicles removed, he was so embarrassed to go to the park. He would take and tuck his leg and he would just go under the bench and he would just sit there and do nothing. And dogs would come up and nothing. So, Tom, uh, and and you guys now think about this. I'm sure people are going to say, you know what, Trace, you're a pretty good guy. What I went out and did, I bought him some nudicles. They're they're fake testicles that you can give your dog. And it comes with a scrotum and everything. And you can give your dog nudicles. And that's what I did. I went out and bought a pair of nudicles for Tucker. Now, here's the problem. They come in different sizes. So I... Danae just gets small dog because he's only nine pounds. I went and got him nudicles uh, that were for a bull mastiff, okay? So he, <laughs> he didn't mind, okay? Doctor put on the vet, put the nudicles on him. You should see him at the park now, guys. He prances. He is so happy and so proud of his nudicles. You wouldn't believe it. They drag on the ground a little bit. You know, it's kind of affected his running. But i tell you what, that is a happy dog, and that's a great dog owner, what I did for Tucker. Now, here's what's something. He is the most popular dog at the park. The female dogs are all over him, right, all over. There's even a couple of male dogs that are, I don't want to go there, you know, not that matters, but there's even a couple of male dogs interested in Tucker now. So, just thought I would tell you that story. Do you feel different about me now, Tom?
0: <laughs> that might be the single most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life.
2: Why? That I spent $5,000 on nudicles?
1: <laughs> you have such a big heart, Tracy. You just care so much. Selfless.
2: Selfless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Delphless. laughs> what are they called Nudicles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We we'll have to get some, get, Tucker, yeah. uh, we get some video of Tucker. But don't get extra large. Because Tucker, yeah, we got to get some video of Tucker uh, in and around the dog park. All right, look. Before we let you go, uh, I want your World Series prediction that begins tomorrow night. Game one, all the momentum, Uncle Mo, as we like to call him, Uncle Mo momentum. Yeah is riding with the Phillies. But now all of a sudden, Tracy, they've had a week off. Yeah, no, I'm trying to figure oh. out. Do you predict they carry this into the World Series or do you think Houston is just a better team?
2: I think Houston's a better team, but you again, sometimes your knowledge of baseball and sports, I don't know it's through osmosis of just being with me, but you're making some great points, Tom. And your point was, they lost the momentum having a week off. That's that's very important, right? You're on a roll. Harper hits that game-winning home run. People are going crazy. Now we've got to settle it down. You lose your momentum, and then the momentum in baseball is the guy who's on the mound. That's that's where you get your momentum, right? And and you've right. got Verlander, and, and that's that's. And you be got but you got, got Aaron
0: Nola on the other side now. I mean, Nola and Wheeler. I've said all along that outside of Scherzer and DeGrom, that Nola and Wheeler were the next best one-two punch. Really? On any team that was going into the playoffs. That, that, that's my opinion. I thought they were much better than yeah. you go down the National League team. Much better even than the Atlanta starters. Better than the Dodgers one two. I just thought those two guys. Now, whatever happens after that, And one of them is, of course, more than capable of having a bad game. But Aaron Nola v. Verlander, that's a big league matchup tomorrow night. Yeah, and Nola to me is
2: kind of underrated. make another good point. And Wheeler, he's got good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to really focus in and and watch that game uh, tomorrow night. Is that when it is, Tom, tomorrow night? Yes,
0: tomorrow night on Fox. Tomorrow night. I am going to
2: watch it, and I'm going to be prepared. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going on vacation. So I'll be driving probably. But I'm going to try and watch the game, and then I'll give you a rundown on Tuesday.
0: Are you driving to Florida? South Florida all the way down near the Keys down there? You're driving. I can only
2: drive about – I'm a terrible driver, first of all. I can only drive about seven, eight hours. So I have to shut it down after eight hours. But I think it's like a 14, 15-hour drive. We're going to stop in – in Atlanta, i probably stay at just a rundown hotel, maybe the Four Seasons, something like that. And, you know, then I'll continue my drive south. But Tucker's going. Tucker and his nudicles are going. Boy, he'll be the wife He's of the party be- down in Florida. Oh, yeah. He's going to be walking those beaches just a-swinging.
0: <laughs> All right, Tracer, have a safe tribe down, and we will catch up with you on Tuesday from... You're coming on Tuesday from Florida? Is that for yeah. sure? Yeah.
2: Manasota Key. I'll give you a good, you know, I'm all about the visual, right? I've always got my visual stuff. I'm going to be doing it. I'll give it, Give it. you know, you can see the beach and see the, the nice water.
0: Very, very nice.
2: And maybe I'll all even nice. give you a view of the nudicles. I don't know. <laughs> Tracer, have a good
0: weekend. All right. See you, boys. Have a good weekend. All right, there Let's you go. It. Casey, I mean, you, you are dialed in uh, every turn. Tracy's got your back.
1: Yes, he does. He's always there for me when he I really need is. him the most. He's always got the right thing to say.
0: He really does. He's always got something to say. It's the right thing. He, he really does. And, and you know what? I, I feel good after hearing what um, Tucker had been through. He's I'm glad that Tucker's honor. in a better place now. <laughs> All right. Do we have a cherry on top? Uh, we were just looking for that.
5: Um, I don't think we do today.
1: Not today. Uh, we're, we're holding on to something to show you maybe Friday. Really? Well, may, maybe. Well, Tracy I mean,
0: Jones is our cherry on top every single Thursday presented by United Dairy Farmers because he is like a cherry on top of your day. Yeah, you boys absolutely. Are dialed into the football game tomorrow. Oh, wait, before we get out of town, this is our cherry on top. Okay. Because we always pick teams in the AFC North. So before we get out of oh, here, yes. which is two minutes ago, um, Paul, your show's coming up today at 2, right?
5: Yes, for anybody watching, uh, our sports betting show here at, uh, at Chatterbox Sports, 2 p.m. today will be live right here. You can watch it just like you're watching this right now,
0: live at 2 o'clock. Okay, and real I- quick, what's the spread we're going with in this game? The spread last I saw it was two. I think it's Tampa a t- two point favorite.
5: I think it's a two or two and a half. And- well, which is it? I'm w- I'm waiting to see if it changed. Uh I got it right here. It is
0: two. You're right, Tom. Two. All um, right. Tampa I- is favored giving the Ravens two points. The game is in Tampa. Casey. Um, so
1: <laughs> of course, uh I-, I wanted to see for myself nudicles, right? I, I oh, boy. To- check them out for in case my dog needed some nudicles and guess what they have a website
0: here's the cherry on top oh my god
1: there's even some music that played in there too but i had to (laughs) i had to mute it copyright reasons but
0: oh my god
1: it's uh see we always come
5: through with a cherry on top
1: yeah always come through good job casey Okay.
0: So if you, all if right. All it, right. Then. All right. Who is who is who wh- what's your pick? Uh
5: actually just to to clarify for somebody in the chat. Yes, part of the show is betting uh education, I guess you could say. We're doing sports betting one on one, all of that. So, for anybody that's watching, yes, that'll be on there. Okay. Uh our, my pick I'm going with the Bucks.
0: You're taking the Bucks? I'm taking and the Bucks Baltimore too. Yes. Casey. Oh, man,
1: um, I guess I'm going with the Bucks too. I hate going with the Bucks right now, just how bad Tom Brady's been playing, but I don't like the Ravens. I think they're not that great, so forced to go with Tom Brady.
0: Well, I, I, I'm with uh, you, 2 I'm going with Brady. I, I said it from the very beginning of the year. I'm never going to bet against Brady. Uh, I think this is clearly a team in, in desperation mode. Not that they, you know They're tied for first at three and four, so they're not like the Browns at two and five and could go to two and six that we referred to earlier. But th- th- this Tampa Bay team needs a good game. Yeah. Uh, and, and, if, and if you've got to pick one guy in one game to say, okay, tonight's tonight, night. We've got to have it, big boy. Brady's a guy. So, across the board, we're all going with the Buccaneers. Bucks minus okay. two. All right. Fellas, thank you. Good stuff today. We thank Trace and Reed for coming in. Uh, Brandon Sejo is getting ready to start his show next week. Paul's got his show later today. Trace and Reed are starting their show next week. We're back here tomorrow. We have Paul Doherty. We have James Rapine. We have our picks. Big weekend in college football and pro football. See you tomorrow.